1: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown
0: and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com I mean I'm going to leave it this way let's see if it'll pick it up We have to take removal mobile streams using the same stream key Let me see Hello hello draft map, good streaming. Okay, let me see. Looks like you're ready. Click here to start streaming. Okay, we have demo stream, using stream key with auto start enabled. RBT live stream, we got football. We stream that, we go live once
1: No. Hey Mark, no, I would it... stop I would stop streaming cuz it looks like we're live right now.
0: <laughs> All right, what's up buck fans? we're back yet again it's monday you know what time it is It's rbt live stream joined together again if you guys are new to the to the live stream or to who the heck we are i'm mark ramirez joined together as always with michael plus talking none other than buck football what's up hope hope you're gonna enjoy the content but plus how you feeling how is it being a buck fan right now tom brady training camp give me some pointers what do you got
1: Oh, I'm feeling good. It's good to be back here with you, talking Bucks football as always. Uh, yeah, I mean this team is uh, looking good. You know, just following the Buccaneers social media account, you know they're pumping up a lot of videos out with you know all our all the new guys and the current roster. So it's just fun. So it's it's pretty cool to uh, to see um, you know the live updates that they're they're putting out uh, daily. I know we have a lot of press conferences coming out lately, so that's good. Uh, we're getting closer. We're only a couple weeks away from that that first game.
0: Absolutely. I mean, and then everyone's hyped up. Everyone you talk to around the community is just, oh, tell me about Tom Brady. How, what do you think? What do you think the Buccaneers are going to do? But it's it's. – I've been talking with fans and just a bunch of people. It's just – some people are more, we're going all the way. Don't, just believe it. It's going to happen. Tom Brady is it. Gronk's there. Continuity is going to be there. But then you have that itching feeling in the back of your neck. You're like – but this is the bucks this is 10 years of crap i mean wherever something could go wrong does go wrong and i don't know i mean what do you what is your response to that
1: yeah i think that's normal i think we talked about this um, in previous podcasts it's you know it's that feeling of yeah we have everything you know heading our way as far as you know positivity and we're getting a lot of hype now from national media of course we got you know 5 uh, primetime games this year. So there's a lot of things that are on the table for this season to be a success. We have the roster in place. Everything's in place as far as, you know, having a good year. But at the same time, we've seen this before in the past where, you know, we thought this is going to be the year. This is the year we finally make that big turn, that big leap, uh, that you want. But yeah, I get it. You know, there's that slight hesitation not jumping all in because we've been burned so many times and, uh, it, it's tough being a the Bucks a Bucks fan the last decade as you say. I mean you've had you know a lot of big names be being brought into here. You know you had Darrell Rivas, you've had uh, Deshaun Jackson. You know a lot of big names that have been brought in, and that's kind of the feeling we have this offseason. But it just feels different because not only is it a big name, but it's at the most important spot, and that's the quarterback position, and that's what wins you games. I mean you look at the top teams every year. It's the top quarterbacks. They usually they find a way to bring their team to the top. You look at the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, he's probably the best quarterback in the league right now um, from from everything we've seen so far of him. I mean, he's legit. So you got to have a good quarterback in this league to win. And we're, the last 10 years, the Bucks haven't had a quarterback from – they've had spot play. They've had inconsistency up and down. So there hasn't been a great stretch of play by the quarterback position since – what was it 2008 and you know jeff garcia i mean that was that was even (sighs) decent that was decent quarterback play it wasn't even great so it's been a long time and now you finally have a quarterback that has done it for the last 20 years and done it at a very high level you know so he's won six super bowls i mean this this has to be it it has to be this year you would hope it's this year but i mean yeah, that's, that's more
0: to talk about later. I mean, we're going to discuss yeah. about the Brady and a big topic I put out in the community chat and YouTube. But before we get into all the other Buck news, guys, if you haven't yet, please hit the like button down below. Comment, subscribe, do all the good stuff, especially if you're new to the channel and just wanting to figure out more about the Bucks. But let's go on to the next topic. So there was some little bit of news today of, I guess you'll say, Buccaneer news. Hmm. This is what we usually talk about. Bay Buccaneers could... That's a keyword, Could be adding veteran defensive linemen to its roster soon. Uh, Xavier Williams, he played with the Arizona Cardinals and the Kansas City Chiefs last year. So looking at his numbers, plus give me a couple tidbits on Xavier Williams. What do you know about him?
1: And do you think you sign him? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think he's a potential fit, you know, obviously they brought him in for a physical. So I would lean towards that, that probably happening and him being part of this roster. I think it'd be a good depth piece. Obviously in Arizona, he didn't get much playing time. If at any, uh, I think he <laughs> was more just, a you know, role player depth piece. Um, but you know, Kansas city in 2018, he got finally opportunity. And I think he did very well, almost had 50 tackles. So He's a guy that I think is could be a potential late bloomer, you know, just getting more opportunities kind of similar to Shaq Barrett, not saying he's Shaq Barrett quality, but you know, just getting a ga- guy in here that could add, you know, good quality play, a guy that knows the defense and could be a better backup if we, you know, had an injury, say than you know, throwing in Khalil Davis or someone like that in there.
0: Yeah, I mean, you all saw the numbers. He didn't really produce that much. Twenty eighteen he had his best year with two and a half sacks. Only started four games, but still, he got time on the field. I think right. it's just, like with this COVID situation, a body that actually knows the defense, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't want to get the rookie's nose way at just playing on the go. You, this is a year that you're wanting to be competitive. You want to be balls to the walls, like getting things done. And you want a guy that knows how to execute the plays, not learning on the go. And I think if we do sign him, that's the reasoning why because of mm-hmm. this weird situation that we're in. But overall, that's the biggest news. And then you also had, um, let's see. Oh, this is the big, big story. So I wanted to touch on this. Tom Brady definitely pushes the buttons on this Bucks offense. So let's just jump into this immediately. So this is a story on Tim Bay Times by Rick Stroud, pretty much discussing how Arians is the no-risk-it, no-biscuit type of guy. He wants to push the ball down the field in the air, wants to get five eligible receivers into routes on every play and create matchup problems for the defense. But Brady has become known for getting the ball out quick out of his hands, identifying weaknesses in the defense, and attacking it. So briefly describe what you think he's trying to portray here with firstly saying Arians is a no-risk type of guy, ball down the field, and then Brady with a short passing game.
1: Well, I mean, all that's true. I mean, it's all facts. I mean... You know, Brady likes, he doesn't like to get hit, so he likes to get the ball out quickly. Yeah, that's fact. You know, Bruce Arians is an aggressive coach. He's aggressive offense. So he likes to, he likes to attack the defense and he likes to go downfield. It's a vertical offense for sure. Uh, That's how he finds ways to, you know, get big plays. He's all about that. Um, As we saw last year, you know, given the, you know, 5,000 yards passing, over 6,000 yards of total offense. So it's a big play uh, offense, and that's what it's all about. It's about, you know, finding ways to put up points and put up a lot of points. You know, Bruce is a guy that wants to put 50 on you in the first half. I mean, if he gets that opportunity, that's what he wants to do. He goes for the kill. He doesn't sit back. He's not going to let the game come to him. But at the same time, there's options in the offense, and there's there's given routes to hit the check down or take the safe option. Uh, it's it's a design to get the deep play first, obviously. That's what you're trying to create. You're trying to create that deep route. And find a way to get it open early and often but there's also other guys in the in the field so I I think that's correct when Rick Stroud says five eligible receivers sure yeah absolutely that's on every play uh, of the passing game you know you're going to have options in the short you're going to have options intermediate and obviously down the field so it's up to the quarterback to make the best decision uh, I think that's where our take is on it but uh yeah those are facts I agree with what he said there as far as in the article
0: yeah, you're, you made perfect, awesome, valid points. It's the QB's decision, ultimately. It's not the, the, the head coach demands a certain way and the quarterback just has to follow suit. Like, he's just a puppet master, just moving his puppet around. So I don't know why so many people kind of got into that discussion. We'll talk about that later. It's one big topic I kind of put in the YouTube community. But before we keep talking, I'm just seeing some – cool stuff here so we in the chat box we got i believe it's agris i believe shout out from the netherlands can't wait for the season to begin that's, that's awesome cool. and then also yeah. thanks for watching right and then above was from the uk jack barrett love from the uk boys what up, I mean, Jack? netherlands and uk that's that's some Thank you. I mean, that's that's dedicated Buck fans too, right? Yeah, worldwide. (laughs) I don't know if that's Brady bringing it or if that's true, like, that's it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But let's keep going on. So this is more, he's with this story kind of implying what's the offense going to be. Is it going to be Brady's offense, which some people are saying, implying, oh, Brady's going to bring the Patriots offense, and this is what's going to be played. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be no risk it, no biscuit. So if that's the case, why is Brady saying stuff like this? you know for example study my playbook i mean i really haven't had to do that in 19 years so you know you forget man that's really tough like all the different terminologies and you know you're going back a very long time in my career to um you know to really have to put the mental energy in like i did so i have to work at it pretty hard physically still you know yeah so he's just making sure no of he's having put it in mentally for this playbook not just terminology, but just play. Yeah, he knows every play, but there's probably concepts that he's like, okay, well, this is a little different. I have to understand this before I go and execute it, because he knows every route, he knows every anything there is to be known for an offense. It's more how are the Bucks wanting to use it? How are they, What is their philosophy in molding everything together? So it's not just Tom Brady's. It's not like he put, laid out his playbook and said, "Here you go, BA, take it." That's what we're going to run. I don't want to hear anything about it. And that's why, to me, it sounds like some fans are thinking it's going to be. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, no, it, it's going to be a combination. I think there's going to be, obviously, collaboration uh, between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. But let's let's not forget this is Bruce Arians' offense. It, it's it's going to have its core principles at, at the base, and that is attacking downfield. Um, it's, it's going to be finding mismatches, and... Like we say, it's up to the quarterback to make the best decision on the field because that is his job, and that's how the offense is designed. It's a quarterback system. Uh, you have, you know, a lot of options as far as your personnel goes to attack defenses that way. And Brady's going to play how he's played his entire career. Um, and they played the Patriots' offense up there when he was on that team. You know, Josh McDaniels has his scheme, and they ran it. To their personnel, their personnel was fit to run, you know, quick passes, you know, slants, et cetera. This personnel here in Tampa Bay is different. It's a, it's a, it's a personnel that can do a lot of different things. It's a, a you know, a lot of diversity in the mix. So, I think Brady is gonna, he's just gonna play how he plays his game, and that's making the right read and finding the open guy. Uh, that doesn't mean the offense is gonna change her Bruce Arians, it's still gonna be his playbook and his his play design. Uh now it's up to the quarterback to execute it. That that's all we've been trying to say. I mean yeah. it, it's the quarterback's decision. You know, it's he's the one on the field. He's got to make the right reads, the right calls, etc. So that's that's what's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, I mean and that's something that we get kind of called haters for. And it's more because we're we're calling what we see. That's not a hater. It's just saying Proof is in the pudding. I mean, if, if you keep making the same mistake over and over, that's not hating. It's just stating a fact. I mean, it's one thing to be a fan. It's another thing to be a realist. And if you you can't be a fan when you're realizing we're crapping the bed every game. It's just a ticking time bomb before something bad is going to happen. I mean, I'm a fan 100% of the time, but I'm also going to realize when, listen, there's only so much you can hold on to faith or hope. Okay. You shouldn't hope you should know what's going on and see that the thing is coming to fruition, not one, two games. And then you face a good defense and it all goes back to hell. But,
1: uh, yeah. And one more point I like to make, I I love, you know, when fans bring up, Oh, this is a, you know, aging offense. It's an offense that is, you know, not with the the new league or, or what have you. yeah. Yeah. It's not a, you know, it's not a, it's not a universal offense. Let's let, look at it this way. This offense gets guys open. Period. Yep. End of story. You, you know, you have guys open on pretty much every play. Uh, it's well designed. It's designed to create, you know, big big plays like we talked about. And it, it's a good enough offense. I mean, Arians has he, he puts up numbers, and you know his quarterbacks put up good numbers when you know the decision making is on on point, and it's it's you know the timing is good. It works. So I, I don't buy the, Oh, it's a 2000 it's before 2000 offense or whatever. You know, it's an aging old dinosaur offense is what they like to call it. No, uh, it, it's the scheme works. I mean, it, it's, it's proof it's, there's proof there.
0: If it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. Right. But also it's like, what is it? Everything just keeps getting recycled all over again. But the thing mm-hmm. is if they can't stop it, why change it? That's right. the issue. You he just, Winston just threw for five thousand yards over thirty touchdowns. Mm. Obviously, it works. Yeah. <laughs> why I fight it? It works.
1: Yeah. I
0: mean, and then people were saying, oh, actually, you know what? Let's not even do this." Before we go onto the, the actual heated topic, um, Covin, Covin, a man says, "I was hoping to see more than twenty to thirty seconds of camp highlights per day." Hey, you and me both, brother. But mm. this is the time we're in. I mean, we can't actually be there. We have to rely on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' uh, YouTube channel to provide something or their Twitter feed to provide something. Other than that, it's a social media world right now because unless some fan wants to drive a drone or fly a drone over the practice field, risk getting it shot down. <laughs> if someone wants to do that, hey, hit yeah. me up and it's your drone, something like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But
0: that, that would be a cool setup to have, live streaming from the, the drone. But uh, let's get into the actual serious topic that I want to discuss. This is what I was talking about with the community tab. Mm-hmm. I put out there, because this, this is real, like some fans really think we made a mistake getting Brady. So I wanted to know, just want to get a feel from the masses of Buck fans. How do y'all feel about our QB situation? Did you want to keep Winston for the future or do you think Brady is the answer? Some people thought I was stupid for asking the question. I just, I was hoping this would be the reaction. Because there was plenty of people saying, oh, Tom Brady's it. Honestly, Buck should have kept... Oh, behind Brady. But but here's the biggest answer that I wanted to kind of go over, which actually got a lot of good responses back. Here's Jay Ellis on YouTube. He says, Arian's QB whisperer took a QB with supposed interception issues and made him throw way too much in a deep drop back option route system behind an inconsistent O-line with (laughs) shitty-ass Thomas Smith at left tackle. Even when the top two wide receivers went down, knowing Winston was injured, Arians didn't adjust or change the system or play calling in five years. With Winston, Buxton didn't develop a run game. Here we go. The excuses. Didn't develop a run game or defense. The special teams sucked, especially kickers. Bucs showed exactly how not to treat a young, talented quarterback. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Brady, who knows what he's got left. Arians is hoping Brady can coach. Arians is hoping Brady can coach the team to a title. Brady is hoping the young talent can lift his play. Understandable. If the O-line isn't improved and defense doesn't take a leap, Brady's taking hills. The O-line performs the same. Brady gets hit more. He can't dodge and dick like Winston. Unless the switch from the system completely, which leads to that point in having Arians. So, again, system switch. So some people think this. It's Super Bowl or bust. Screw the playoffs. Two years, Brady and Aaron are gone. What is your reaction to that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's just the typical answers that we've heard, you know, over the last five years of Jameis, uh, you know, it's excuses, you know, and it's it's what we talk about, you know. Ultimately, it's up to the quarterback to make the right read and right decision on the field. Uh, he was just too inconsistent, and it, you know, whether it be yeah, you could say okay, poor offensive line play at times, sure, I mean that happens. Um, you could say yeah, we didn't have a great defense during his time here, sure. You know, we had the whole Mike Smith thing, and you could say, "Oh, no lack of running," you know, lack of running game, et cetera, et cetera. But this team is is built to throw the football. When you have guys like Chris and Mike Evans, uh, it's a it's a team that's you know built to, to lean on the pass. Um, Jameis Winston had plenty of opportunities to to help this team win games, and he put this team in position to win at times. And yeah, I could understand. The, you know, the kicking it hasn't been great either. So I understand that. But again, at the same time, it's all excuses. It's up to the quarterback to make the right call. Uh, he's got to be better with his decision-making and be more consistent overall. It just, it just didn't work. Um, and we decided to move on as far as the question. I think Tom Brady's an obvious answer. Uh, I think you know you got to get him when you have a chance to get the greatest of all time you go and you do it and make it happen and I know the biggest excuse with Brady is oh he's 43 years old how long is he going to play how long is this going to happen how long is he going to be here is he going to play the full two years I mean we don't know I mean it's it's a year at a time you know decision so but I wouldn't bet against Tom Brady I know that and he's still in great shape he's still You know, chugging along like he's 30 years old. So, I mean, he could probably play till 46. I wouldn't put it past him.
0: Yeah, I mean, his body is pretty much in shape. I can understand how some people would say if he takes more hits, he's going to get hurt. But that's that's where his head and knowing knowledge of defenses comes into play. He's the fastest decision maker. He knows what you're going to run and throw at him prior to you actually running it. And he knows – where his receivers were going to be open because he knows the play he's going to run and he's going to be moving people in motion. That's where I think you're going to see differences where maybe Winston just left receivers where they were because he literally trusted that his routes were going to win nonstop. He was like, no, I tr-. He literally would say this post game after the game. I I just need to know that my guy's going to execute the play and we're going to win one-on-one. No, you're the quarterback that needs to make the decision if I move a guy over here, if I tell him to get the move down the line, I'll see a lot more. Are they in zone or are they in man? Who's moving across? Is a linebacker moving with this guy or is it a safety or corner? If you can see that, you can see a lot more. And I, I feel like you didn't see that. And I think some people will see that as, oh, this is the Patriots offense now. I think it's more, I've said this before, mm-hmm. quarterback personality, quarterback traits, that they're doing this. They have the freedom to do that. There's a slot receiver. You can put him on any side you want. Right. The outside two guys are kind of planted where they need to be on the on the line of scrimmage. That slot guy can go where the hell. You can pull him over and then set him right back. Mm. As long as you have the time and the play playcock. I mean, I think this is the the wrinkle that Brady will bring and understand way faster. And even if you think Donovan Smith is shitty, which I don't, I think he's that left side's more than good enough. Mm -hmm. it's that right side I'm concerned about and that's probably our film study of the week that we're going to go over that right side you just don't know that's the biggest question mark Mm -hmm. but Brady you've seen 20 years of it of consistency you've seen how many Super Bowls nine he's won six so almost half of his damn seasons have been in the Super Bowl if he didn't get hurt he probably would have made the Super Bowl so it's it just some of these excuses are then the running game so i i kind of commented on him i was saying if you want a great passing attack you got to take away from the running game it just it makes sense with the cap salary cap mm-hmm. if you want a great running game chris godwin sorry goodbye we need to have money in the offensive line you're worried about passing game well it's got to make a faster decision you can't sit there and hold the ball i mean that's what we're going over the interior lineman. If you block enough, the pass should be be there. You shouldn't have to hold it five to six seconds. Arians isn't asking you to do that. I don't know where this narrative came. Oh, no risk it, no biscuit. That means hold the ball seven seconds. No one ever says that. Mm -hmm. In this narrative of five receivers going deep, no. There is deep, intermediate, and short. And that's what I just don't get where people just get blindly – thinking that maybe you need to go look at some more tape maybe you need to watch our channel a little bit more to see some of the routes that are being run chris godwin had plenty of short routes or Howard plenty of short routes Running backs plenty of short routes these aren't just deep route players so my rant's over i don't <laughs> i don't know if you want to add anything else to that
1: no i mean bottom line uh, look at it this way who's the better quarterback tom brady easy answer duh <laughs> so that, <laughs> that that's who the Bucks decide to go with. You go with the best players you can get on this team. That's what their job is. That's what Jason Light's job is to get the best talent he can get uh, for this roster, and not only the best talent but the right talent. And Tom Brady is the right talent. And you look at this team; it's it's built to win. Now they're going for it. Obviously, they're going for the Super Bowl. Why not? Why you know? Why not us now in 2020? The Super Bowl is in Tampa. You you got to go for it. And and Tom Brady is the, you know, obvious upgrade. He's the best quarterback in the league or has been for the last, you know, decade. So you put him on a team with this kind of weapons and it's uh, it's lining up to be a really good year for not only him, but for the Bucs as well. You know, wish Jameis the best going forward with the Saints. I think that's a good opportunity for him. I hope he finally learns what he needs to learn and, and understand that there's more than going for the big play all the time, and understand that you do have options underneath, and you got to hit those options when they are there. Uh, so I hope he he finally gets that and and really learns how to play the quarterback position the right way. And you know no better to learn from than a guy like Drew Brees. Uh, I wish you know you know Bucks have made the point or Bucks fans have made the point of bringing him back under Brady. I I wish that could have been an option, but with what has happened in his past, I just didn't see that as being you know a real option so i'm happy for him that he's with the saints and you know again the bucks uh, did what they thought is best and i'm happy for it
0: i agree i don't i don't have to beat a dead horse on this but um beef tongue hold beef tongue in the chat says my only concern is that we will see more drives that stall anything of that just based on him not wanting to make the holding on to the ball, trying to break through tackles, break through sacks. Right.
1: What do you think yeah, of that? Yeah, and you're not going to get the miracle plays that we saw from Jameis where he's running to the left and then he runs back to the right, throws a Hail Mary in the back of the end zone. It's caught by, you know, Paraman or what have you. So no, we're not going to see those type of plays. Um it's not going to be, you know, the highlight plays. But you know what he's going to do? He's going to make winning plays. And that's what matters. You know, he's going to understand, okay, this is a time to punt. Let's let our defense play in a good position, not in their own territory where they have to only give up 10 yards and they're already in field goal range. So it's going to be plays like that where, yeah, we might have less touchdown percentage, but it's going to be more efficient as far as scoring. And it's going to end up being better overall, which is going to let your defense rest more. It's going to let your defense play better um, throughout the game. And they're going to help us offensively and defensively. So it's going to work both ways.
0: That's huge. Efficient. That's yeah. the biggest word I wanted to get across.
1: And that was a problem with Jameis his yeah. whole career. It was just too up and down.
0: And, and that, that's also a case of him being selfish. Him being right. that Superman saying, oh, I got to put the team on my back, though. I got to mm. do this. No, you also have your defense who you're going to be shitting on if you throw a pick inside R20. Right. You got to be able to think, oh, my defense has got my back. If I, if I punt it away, they'll hold it for me. I can score, too. Right. You can't think selfishly at, oh, I have to do this. It's my team. I get... Some people think Tom Brady's that selfish. No, he's just smarter. He's not going to let the other team beat him by him beating himself.
1: Exactly. And it's, yep.
0: it's playing that defensive card, especially if you couldn't execute the their play properly. Why mm-hmm. let them beat you even more by you making mistakes? The other team already has to go against our defense. Let our defense try and win. Let our mm-hmm. special teams try and win. You just do your job. And it's, it's that simple, but I don't know if just Winston was just still too wet behind the ears, I guess you would say, or just immature to understand that. Hopefully he can Mm -hmm. learn it by taking a step back in the saints, but it just, it wasn't coming in. It wasn't registering the five years he was here. And that's Mm -hmm. huge. You can't, you can't do that
1: time and time again. Yeah, you always heard it with our coaching staff, you know. It would, whether And it be Cutter's
0: Dirk, coaching staff. Someone said it in the, in the yeah. chat too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, with Dirk Cutter's coaching staff, with Bruce's staff, you know. Probably lovey staff. Yeah, I mean, it's been, yeah. So, I mean, Dirk was on Lovey staff. So, a, again, it, it they've been talking about it. I mean, we've seen the hard knocks when, you know, him and Dirk Cutter are talking, you know, together in the meeting. And he's like, you know, Jameis asks, what can I do better? It's, you know, don't give away the game is what – you know Dirk cutter said you know you you play to win but at, at the same time you can cost this game too quickly by making you know dumb decisions and that's just something that he just never registered and and we saw last year uh just explode on him you know with the 30 interceptions
0: uh, again some people think that's gonna be the first year in arian's offense and maybe ba thing or like brady's gonna have that same type of effect i honestly don't think that's gonna happen at all i think brady's gonna be perfectly fine he's gonna do what he does best and if he doesn't see it, he's gonna dunk it if he doesn't he's just gonna take a sack he's gonna eat it but mm-hmm. that's stuff that we're gonna have to wait and see covid may have ruined his ability to learn his own mm-hmm. teammates but here's a funny point in the chat you don't keep your ex around when you get someone new. Winston had to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: I agree with that. And I also saw a comment uh, saying we're not going to stall. <laughs> we're not. We aren't going to stall. And I agree, I agree with that. I think we're going to be pretty efficient um, and effective just with the weapons we have. As long as we stay healthy, I think it's going to be a pretty good uh, offense, scoring you know above twenty eight points per game um, when the season's all said.
0: So Beef Tong made a point. He said Brady can game manage and throw alex smith can only game manage some players can game manage and they rely on talent hmm. i mean i think it's just a way of you're looking at how game managing is right because game managing you're just letting the talent around you take advantage of the ball in their hands i mean hmm. manage that oh my guy is that damn good on that side of the field i better get it in his hands in the right opportunity if there's two or three guys over the top of them I'm not going to manage the game and throw it to that guy. Obviously, there's one-on-one against a linebacker over here, and it's my running back. Easy matchup. So it's more playing that chess piece where, okay, keep attacking the weakness until they have to do something about it, and then go after my monster who's 6'5", 230, against one-on-one. And that's the stuff where we've always been comparing towards the Patriots, and now we got the commander-in-chief of the Patriots and Tom Brady, and hopefully he brings that to the Bucks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I think, you know, it's it's about letting your playmakers go make plays and, and have that consistently. Um, and I think, you know, I think that's what's going to happen.
0: Plus, you shrunk there. I try to make it bigger there.
1: Oh, no, it's okay. I
0: don't know what happened, but let's keep going on. Uh, enough of Tom Brady, James Winston talk. Let's see what else we got to talk about over here. Oh, this is a cool topic. Ronald Joe spoke Ronald Jones, or what do you call him, Ron John? Ron Jones. Ron Jones spoke today, mm-hmm. talking about how much weight he's gained. This kind of cool, let hear this little tidbit.
1: Like you said, the test of the off season, uh, you know, I put on about seven, eight more pounds of muscle. So, went from 218 to 225, and now I like, you know, I'm ready for the workload, and things like that. So, most well, definitely I'll see a thousand yards in my near future and, uh, you know, for years to come. So, you know, just being that guy for the team and, uh, you know, be in a spell you know so that'd be good
0: that would be good that would be good my man what do you think oh plus you grew
1: (laughs) I'm growing but um yeah I know I think that's great I think 225 is is right where he should be I think that's he knows that he's going to get a bigger workload this season you know obviously with the departure of Peyton Barber I think he's the lead back and he showed it last year um throughout you know the second half of the season for sure so the guy's got a lot of talent, and I can't wait to to see what he does. I think he's going to be a big piece, especially early on in the season, where you know the passing game is probably going to you know work their way through as far as chemistry and stuff like that, getting on you know the right you know uh, everyone in line and on the same page. I think the offensive line and in the run game I think is going to be a big key to to start the season. I think Ron Ron Jones is, <laughs> is going to do he's going to do I think very well this year. And I, I and I think he talked about later in the press conference about getting a thousand yards. And I think he has a big opportunity to do that uh, this year. Do you
0: really think he's going to get a thousand yards?
1: I think he's got a really good shot because just the way you know the defenses are going to approach us. I think with our Offensive weapons on the outside, and obviously the tight ends, and then you know, the fear factor of what Tom Brady can do at the quarterback position. I think it's going to open up the run game a lot more. And I think with Tom's ability to read defenses quicker and understand what kind of coverages they're playing, and I think he can audible into runs better and get this run game in the right spot more efficiently and more consistently for sure.
0: See, but that's my kind of rebuttal. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. He'll
0: get similar yards to what he had this year. I think we're just going to have so many capable running backs that he kind of won't get the volume he he's going to need
1: to he get, won't get all the touches. Yeah. 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 Have other guys get touches.
0: I know they say that he's going to be like the lead guy, that they're going to kind of lean on him. Mm. But still, like, there's going to be times where, oh, this is a passing situation. I would want LaShawn McCoy out there. Right. Or let's spell Ronald Jones. And put out Keyshawn Vaughn just to give him a different look. I mean, mm-hmm. you have three guys like that, and then hell save everyone's gas. If Raymond Calais actually makes the damn roster, you have a guy that can hit 60, 70 yards like that so fast. So I don't know. I, I honestly don't think he's going to get the volume. I think he'll get around 700, to 800 yards again,
1: mm.
0: and it, probably better receiving, 400 yards maybe, but I think it'll be more well rounded. But he would probably be the lead carrier, yes. But that 1,000, I hope he reaches it. I think he has very much the talent, too. And Some people think he's not going to take that next step. I think he really will. Will it be a 1,000? I hope so just to hit the naysayers. But I think there's just too many talented running backs to say that.
1: Yeah, I, I just see it as, like, let's say he gets, I think, what, last year he had, like, over 150 carries, something like that. It was well under 200. I, I know for sure because I was kind of it was kind of even with Peyton Barber. But let's yeah. just say he gets he gets about 250 carries um, this year, which I think is something doable. Definitely over 200 carries, and I, I just think his yards per carry is going to be a lot better. I think it's going to be in that 4.5 range. Uh, I think he's going to be really good as far as his yards per carry, and I, I just see more explosive plays from from him, which which means more yards, right? So that's why I think he get he gets over that thousand yard mark because the the things that Tom Brady will bring and his ability to to make the right checks and, and get guys in the right spot, I think is gonna help him. And I think there's gonna be more consistent as far as your pass to run ratio. Obviously, um, you know, we're gonna lean on that passing game, I think, still because you have the playmakers. But I just think with that little bit of run game, he's gonna make more of it. So that's gonna be more yards, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, you know what you're making sense with is those short down and distances where we would throw the ball, like third and three. I honestly think we'll line up in a shotgun formation, and Brady will read it and be like, Oh, these idiots playing deep. I only got six in the box. Hell, I'm gonna run this thing.
1: Right, exactly. And
0: he'll rush to the line, call an audible, and then hike it really quick. I think that's again, veteran move, a guy that can read the defense. Scaring guys, oh, spread the hell out, and then bring them in last second, and then run it. Like things like that, where we would try and force the issue with a pass. Once once they call on the play, and they leave it alone, Brady's at at liberty to do whatever the hell he wants to do. So was Winston. And and no way are they yelling in his headphone. Don't you dare run the damn ball. Like no (laughs) no one's doing that. It's not like once they call it in and that play clock starts going, they're not yelling. It's before right. they're listening, and then okay, get to the line. So I think that's where we could get some big gains mm-hmm. because people were playing the uh, what the numbers, the stats. Oh, the probability says they're going to pass again because last year that's all they did. Yeah, probability was last year with Winston. Mm-hmm. If you're going to run that same sheet, check your sheets, okay? <laughs> it's it's going to be a whole other mindset, a whole other mind fuck with Tom Brady out there delivering the the ball. So. Mm-hmm. Little things like that. I think that's where you're going to see Rojo getting some yards. Uh, let's see what people were saying in the chat. Uh, Rojo, Rojo 2K. Whoa. <laughs> uh, and Dow. You're, you're, if he gets that, you're like telling the future or something. I don't know. What the hell. <laughs> but uh, something else you were saying about the, the Super Bowl being here in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine the Super Bowl completely empty? No one, uh, no, yeah. no tickets sold, just empty.
1: Yeah, that'd be crazy. And who knows even if the Super Bowl is gonna be played here because, you know, we are a hot spot here with the COVID. So, yeah, I mean, that remains to be seen. I, I, I hope, I mean, I'm I hope- Sorry we, to
0: be a Debbie Downer, guys, but
1: yeah. <laughs> I just had to mention I mean, I, I hope they have a, I hope the Super Bowl stays here and I hope there. you know, you can put at least some fans or some type of capacity in the stadium. That fans there. That would be nice to see.
0: Beef Tongue said no more crappy half times. Yeah, because there wouldn't be anyone there. <laughs> 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 well, hey, it's just how it is. Uh
1: mm-hmm.
0: let's see in the group. Bud Cannabis, Cannabis says that was a good press conference. He was willing to learn from Shady and help teach Keyshawn Bond. Sounds like mm-hmm. a real team player. Talking right. about Rojo. Yeah, it was a really good press conference. He was talking about how he he went in the, the the practice of Brady just so Brady can understand his cadences and how he runs routes the timing of that right that's smart that's team thinking it's not just oh he'll figure it out when I get there Mm no you want to get in touch with your quarterback and let him know that listen I want to be there for you when you need me
1: Little things yeah, like exactly. that, team building. Yeah, exactly. Rojo's come a long way from a maturity standpoint, especially from his rookie year. Now he's 23 years old. I, I just think he's he's understanding things more and understanding what he needs to do in the offseason and to be ready for this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's get to a couple questions before I show the next little clip here. Yeah. Um. Yep, QB has to defend the offense.
1: That's a good question there by Stephen, uh, I think. Stephen Byron.
0: Yeah. How much do you think the defense, defensive backfield, will benefit from practicing with Brady?
1: Yeah, I think it'll be really good. You know, to have Brady there again, they'll be able to see, you know, because Brady's going to attack their weaknesses. So they'll be able to identify, you know, where they need to be better at, uh, and you know where the holes are in the defense. So maybe they can, you know, adjust some things. But I think it'll be good. I mean, the competition will be really fun to watch.
0: Yeah, especially with the rookie back there. And then, mm. hey, if y'all haven't seen Dakota Dixon, that our whole defensive backfield looks jacked. Like, I'll show some pictures later, but I don't know what the hell training regimen they went on, but they all got big. I mean, Sean Murphy Bunting, if you haven't seen, like, I know I'm just going to bring it up. <laughs> so remember last year, Jamel Dean looked like the big guy. Yes, lanky, he's long, broad shoulders.
1: Looks like a linebacker.
0: Right. Sean Murphy Bunting almost looks bigger than him. Like, look at his shoulders here. Yeah. I mean, he just overall got much bigger. And then Mr. Biceps over here, his damn <laughs> arms bigger than his legs, Jordan Whitehead. Jordan, Jordan Whitehead. And then yeah. you look at normal Mossy Wilkins. I mean, he's probably an a above average looking dude if you saw him in Publix or something. And then you have these freaks in the middle. Like I don't know what the heck they were doing on the offseason, but Dakota Dixon. I'll find a picture while you're talking but that dude got big and yeah he was gonna be a probable starter last year if
1: yeah he, he was right? gonna be in the he was gonna be in the mix um but yeah I mean the, the secondary is i'm really excited about that group you know from the corners to to your safety group uh it's just you got a lot of talent back there and it's gonna be fun to watch to see how each yeah there he is there i mean big <laughs> yeah he's definitely, um, he's been rehabbing for sure. And he looks fully healthy, good to go. So that's really nice to see. I'm excited to see what he can bring. Um, I hope he, I hope he makes the team. It's a tough, tough battle for him, you know, because the safety group is just so stacked. I mean, again, you know, probably Justin Evans, I think will be probably out, you know, for the first six weeks, they'll probably keep him on the PUP list. Uh, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens there, but Man, it's just a very talented group, and I can't wait to see them play because I think all of them are going to take that next step forward and and be even better.
0: But to be honest, it's almost like a what have you done for me lately. Justin Evans hasn't done crap the past two years.
1: Yeah, I think he'll be a likely either cut or he's going to be on that POP or maybe even injury reserve, You know, just keep him out again for another year.
0: How how much more? This will be the third year in a row. Mm -hmm. Usually you –
1: but I could be wrong. Time. I mean, he he could be coming back next week. I, I hope so. I mean, he, <laughs> yeah,
0: he's a true center fielder, and then you don't hear anything on them. Right. No, no one reports. Oh, Justin Evans, he could be coming back soon. I mean, mm-hmm. there was nothing. I mean, before you got the Kendall Beckwith released, you didn't hear anything where yeah. he could be come, possibly coming back. Oh, it's over. Like so, and it's like, how is he still on the roster then? If if it was already destined to be over. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just funny, like that that little gray area there. Uh but let me look in the chat. So someone was mentioning Dare. Some people think I think they'll keep Dare for special teams and injury setups. Um and then Jack Barrett says, Who do you see as a four to five running backs that we keep?
1: Oh yeah, I mean that that's a great that's a great question there, uh, and that that goes right into the Dare, <laughs> um yeah. you know, responses. So, yeah, I look at it as you know, obviously Rojo. I think Keyshawn Vaughn. I think Lashawn Le- McCoy makes the team. So those are three right there, and then I just think it's a battle for you know number four, um, whether it be Raymond Calais or or do they go with experience and, and Daré. Uh, I think TJ Logan is probably the likely man out, but again, he was a good return guy, you know, for us last year for the most part until he got injured. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the battle right there. Uh, If I had to pick one, I'm probably leaning towards Daray just because I think Raymond could probably go on your practice squad and I think you'll be fine there. I don't think he'll go to any other team. I think he'll stay with us and and be on the P squad Um, and probably the same. I don't know if, well, no, they probably can't do that with TJ, but but yeah, I think right now I would probably lean towards Darre. He's even got the confidence of Tom Brady. You know, yeah. I know Tom says mentioned him a lot. So, and he's taken steps. I think he's taking steps in the right direction as far as his game overall. So, yeah, I would probably lean towards those four as as being your your running backs for for the team. That's if they keep four, though. You know, who knows if they're going to put more resources towards other right. positions. You know, but yeah, exactly. You know, and I talked about it last week with the COVID. You know, are they going to keep extra linemen? You know this year just because of that so that all plays a part
0: yeah i, I agree with those you picked but then justin Oates said this, this, was, this was gonna be my next question if mm. tj doesn't make the team who will be the kick returner because calla you're saying is practice squad so
1: yeah that's that's a great point too um yeah i mean i don't know if they probably don't go to a guy like scotty miller i mean maybe scotty miller does the punt returns and then you know kickoffs i know they had um I want to say they had Sean Murphy bunting um, back there for kickoffs, if I'm not mistaken. I know he's one of the names mentioned, but I doubt they do that. That's I just, too, <laughs> yeah. I think that's too much risk. So, yeah, it's a great point. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. He yeah, said that's why
0: I see this as a tough decision. In it no is. Life.
1: It is. Yeah. Oh,
0: maybe he's Sean Vaughn. I don't know if he's had experience. He's done with it.
1: That. I think he's done it before too. So that could be a potential option.
0: I mean, yeah, like Cali probably has the most experience of those two. Right, T.J. Logan, yeah, you said it best He
1: Daré's done kickoff returns in the past Yeah, he did I know. So, I, so he might be that guy
0: I mean, but again just don't lose the ball on the kickoff, that's, like, that's yeah. the biggest thing yeah. just get it into the Hall of Fame quarterback that you have, you don't really need to be right. lights out
1: And I know they experimented with Rojo last year and I know he did it, you know, at times so, but I think that was mainly in preseason and maybe like the early weeks and then they went away from it so um, yeah it's a it's a it's an interesting decision
0: yeah a lot of people are saying or Beef tongue was saying Raymond
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I I would agree but the thing is you want to a lot of people hate the win now motto but the thing mm-hmm. is he's he's learning on the go if you're only keeping him four special teams returning he's not a good gunner he's not a good he's not gonna be seeing the the Play field on offense why keep just a kick return if you can't do anything else so that's right. a scary thing
1: hmm.
0: you want to have multiple positions and not just one rely on one guy so yeah. cause that's taken away from all that stack tight end room all the depth that we have in safety we're going to have to get rid of some of these guys and you, you lose them someone's going to scrap them up And maybe not Dakota Dixon because no one really knows about them maybe mm-hmm. we only know about them but still like and people forget Darius, a damn captain. Yeah, he is. He's captain of the special teams, Jack. Yeah, You're right.
1: So, so there you go.
0: He is. I mean, it's plain and simple. He is. It's mm-hmm. It's just... And I think he... Yeah, he was the first name that Tom Brady mentioned when talking about running backs. So he was the smartest one of them all. Saying, oh, Tom, I'm ready whenever the hell you want me. I'll be right there by your side. So...
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That. That's the best... I would be doing the exact same damn thing. My nose would be so brown. You wouldn't even... <laughs> you wouldn't even see the rest of my face. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's plain playing simple. You go with the lead dog, and if he gets a familiarity with you, he's gonna pound the table for you saying, no, I, I like this guy. I have confidence in him. I know what he can bring to the table. Do not cut him. Mm. Is BA gonna say no to, to Tom Brady? <laughs> or at least it's a good voice to have in the room to, to right. vouch for your, your talents, right? Oh, but, I mean, that is a good battle that we're not going to be able to see. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to have answers. Oh, Beef Tong said Franklin. Yeah. John yeah. Franklin. Joe Snow said Franklin.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he's like, one of the receivers in the mix. Receiver but...
0: and quarterback.
1: Right? Yeah, so yeah. That's weird. So it just depends on if they keep six receivers. Uh, again, it's going to be a tough battle for for those guys to to make the roster. Because um, you got a lot of competition there at you know outside the uh, – the top 2 receivers. So uh but it'll be interesting as far as the kick returner, you know, just take take it at the 25. That's my model. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no, those are all good points and it'll be it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see how the roster is is put together over the next couple weeks as we get closer. Um a lot of good players are going to be let go. So yeah. that's what makes it fun.
0: Again, and we can always be on the lookout to see if we like one of those players too. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, but I want to make one big point. So Beef Tongue said, never was a fan of Dari. He couldn't pass protect, and he ran into Pyramid in the backfield. Dari actually was a good pass protector. I'll be honest. He was – I mean, if you – one of the plays I went back and checked out in the Giants game where Winston just heaved a, a ball in the back of the end zone to, to Evans, where there was just a, nothing but jailbreak blitz. Raymond pretty much – or not Raymond. Uh, Dari pretty much picked up the sack-saving block. That allowed that play to happen. So, I mean, he did come up in situations. But again, some of the passes that were thrown to him, okay, maybe they aren't his fellow. Maybe they are. But obviously, B.A. liked him. There's a reason Mm. why. It's just maybe he just, like O.J., just got passes thrown to him in bad situations. And he just didn't make up for them, Right? Right.
1: Uh,
0: Let's see. And then Jack... So, Raymond is officially off the COVID reserve list. He's actually playing. Yeah, Beef Tongue corrected him. Nice. I like that in the chat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, teamwork. Uh, yeah, right? Teamwork with work.
1: Yeah, everybody's uh, cleared of COVID, so yeah. we have a full roster. Um, so, everybody's good there. So, that's good news.
0: This is the next topic. The old mask. The new little face mask that they have on here to prevent COVID. Some of the players hated it. Rojo didn't like it, I think. It's just preventing them from breathing. And then this visor that looks badass.
1: Mm-hmm. what do you think of that? No, I mean that that looks pretty good yeah I just I, I hope they can you know find ways to breathe with that on and, and be okay. Uh, hopefully that doesn't affect them too much as far as they're you know playing on the field but yeah I think that's that's a good safe uh, helmet and face mask altogether so it looks good
0: Well I mean we'll see. Right?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. We'll see. I mean, I don't know if they have the option to, to wear it or not. I guess it, oh, I, I'm assuming going to make them. I'm wear sure, it. I'm assuming it's mandatory. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, how it goes.
0: Because if you're, if I got to wear a mask, you got to wear a damn mask. <laughs> if yeah. you're at work, you better wear a mask. It's only four hours. I've been mm-hmm. wearing for eight, five days right. a week. So
1: that's true. That's true.
0: I mean, come on. And especially if you're keeping everyone else healthy, or safe, just do mm-hmm. it you're playing how many snaps a game come on right now it's hot you're playing every snap but during the season limited time we'll see mm. uh, then also I wanted to really show Dakota Dixon again workout warrior over here and Sean Murphy punting that dude just he got a lot bigger I'll say that a lot bigger uh, another little tidbit even even LeBron James can't ignore Tampa Bay Buccaneers hype. So they'll, they'll, this whole story is pretty, primarily in their little bubble. They have a Madden tournament going on and LBJ decided to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, King James, thank you. Mm-hmm. Good looking out.
1: And yeah, then, I mean, greatness recognizes greatness. So, obviously he's going to pick Tom Brady. You know, LeBron is arguably, you know, one of the goats in, in, in NBA. So, you know why not take another goat and Tom Brady
0: touche <laughs> and then last little wardrobe change old Tom Brady with the visor as well
1: looks good he's
0: looking skinny that dude really skinny but hell he's that, good. that gets good me gym. to play at 45 <laughs> I'll take it but yeah. then not that look damn good in a Bucks uniform mmm <laughs> Brady you know what you're doing <laughs> well I mean, so let's look at the last couple things in the chat. So Jack Barrett said they better have some more oxygen tanks on the sideline. Those big boys, offensive line, defense line, will be sucking wind in that Tampa heat. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna need that.
0: Yeah, we we don't need to get like the, the Corey Stringer stuff. <laughs> I mean heat strokes. That was a big serious deal back in the day and that's why they kinda tempered how much they would push guys in training camp so this is don't want that yeah you may be trying to stop one thing and then ruining another like could you imagine how terrible that will be like
1: damn
0: yeah Yeah, we don't want that so we don't need that
1: at all stay hydrated
0: please so if you think Vita vea got in and out last year he's gonna get in and out even more if you can't freaking breathe with that thing on uh let's see Bud Cannibalis says David and White gonna dominate this season. One of them getting defensive MVP. Wow,
1: that's that's big praise. I think he's yeah, strong. I think both will have very good seasons. I'm, I mean, defensive MVP is is possible depending on how you know good the season goes and the recognition. You know, I think Levante definitely be he's gonna be noticed a lot more. Um, definitely have a lot more talk about him. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, both, both those those linebackers are going to get a lot of notoriety. I mean, if, yeah. if Ray Lewis can get it, I don't see why one of ours can't. Mm-hmm. Especially with how much pressure we're going to be able to bring and how much they're going to click. I th- I've said it before. I think they're going to be ahead of our offense early. And mm-hmm. more people need to be knowing of that. I mean, I, a lot of people see Tom Brady, but then again, this defense is actually still intact, so be prepared. Uh, talking about the... The Falcons uniforms, I'll bring that up, but let's see. Just note says what's more likely Shaq getting three picks or Shaq getting fifteen sacks. Shaq, Shaq Barrett.
1: Oh wow. Um Shaq oh Shaq getting three picks or fifteen sacks. I would probably say fifteen sacks, you know. You know, I know Shaq had an interception last year, but yeah, fifteen sacks I would say would be more probable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know you can tip some balls, but damn.
1: Is there a question about the Falcons' uniforms? Uh, yeah, they're terrible.
0: Yeah, let's, let's bring up what these bad boys look like.
1: Hopefully... Uh, this is them. Yeah, hopefully... In all their glory right here. Beat them good this year.
0: Now someone was making a, a joke. Looks like the longest yards uniforms.
1: <laughs> mean it machine. does. It,
0: mean, it does look like the Mean Machine. It does.
1: Yep. I, uh,
0: I don't know. We'll see. They're going to try and rise up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but let's see any last any last question, guys? Interesting point that BA brought up that just, Justin Watson led the team in special teams tackles. Can you see him making it? Good
1: question. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's the topic we discussed last week. Uh, Justin's got a again another uphill battle. You know, he's and that's pretty much probably how he's going to make the team if he does make it in, in special teams. But then it's it's hard because like you don't have preseason games to evaluate this, so um it's going to be a tough decision you know whether he's you know that whether he's on third fourth fifth sixth you know spot on the depth chart you know it's going to play a lot of factors into it do they go with a guy that they think has a higher upside than justin because they've seen justin for the last couple years or does justin elevate his game so just have to wait and see on that but uh I think he does have a, a good chance of making it just because, like we said before, the experience plays a factor. And he did do some good things on special teams last year.
0: So I have a, I'm have, not the highest. on Justin Watson on special teams. Because like Beepton kind of said it here, Watson mm. disappeared when Ryan Smith wasn't playing. He needs to help. I mean, it's true. The second Ryan Ryan Smith came in, night and day different on special teams. Right. I just don't think he's the best gunner. I, I mean, he may have gotten the most tackles based off of people running towards him. I don't know. I mean, but then again, stats sometimes lie.
1: <laughs>
0: so when, when a quote someone told me, "Figures lie and liars figure." Mm-hmm. If you think about it, so I mean th- that figure could be lying to you. I mean it could be the fact that now this guy broke one deep and then Justin Watson's now behind the. I'll have to take a peek at that and figure out if it was that way or if he is the one making the tackle. But, I don't know, just from my standpoint, looking at Justin Watson as a gunner, I didn't like it. Uh, let's go with one more. Thoughts on Kalias. Read that scouts thought Matt saw Matt Breida in him. I don't know if he's that big, though.
1: Yeah, Raymond Calais, I mean, he he's a guy that I think – obviously he's he's a a speed guy you know that's what his strengths are he's his strengths is to get out in space make things happen use that big playability that he has so yeah i mean he's super fast um you know you hope he can you know be a part of this team maybe in the second half of the year because i i do see him going on the practice squad to start and uh you know let him develop his skills and, and be maybe an option down the road if if an injury occurs or along those lines but yeah, I mean, I don't really see him as a Matt Breida type. I think it's a different style of play that he he provides. Um, but yeah, he's a guy that can do a little bit of everything. Uh, he can catch the ball. He can he can run it. So, be interesting to see wh- how they utilize him if he is on the on the fifty three man roster and and maybe a part of the offense.
0: Yeah, okay, that's something where we're that's going to be a big big test and just challenge to who makes that last little roster spot is it just going to be a return man or is it going to be natural guys can contribute all around? But other than that guys, I hope you liked the chat. I hope you liked the topics. Always you guys make the show. Thank you for being a part of it. Plus any last words?
1: No, thank you guys for uh, joining us on this Monday. Uh, we are live streaming every Monday, so you can always catch us here around eight o'clock. And um, as always go bucks and just really excited for this season coming up.
0: All right, go bucks guys. Have a